0: Hello, welcome to the Thursday, August 4th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Centers Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and I am recording from Boston, Massachusetts. I've talked in the past in this podcast and in our diaries a lot about certificate transparency. Certificate transparency is a standard that's heavily supported by Google that essentially Requires that certificate authorities will publish logs of all the certificates that they are issuing. The reason this is proposed is that in the past it has happened that criminals were able to convince certificate authorities in issuing them legitimate certificates. And then, of course, in hindsight, the entire certificate revocation process is somewhat unreliable. Now, with certificate transparency, you will be able to search these certificate transparency logs in order to figure out if someone did request a certificate for any domain name that you are responsible for. Now, the problem of this system is that the published data does include all host names that the certificate verifies. So by publishing the certificate transparency logs and making them searchable, I can now search for companies, somewhat secretive host names that they may not wish to be publicly known, but they did request a certificate for that host name from a public certificate authority at this point there is no great workaround here of course you can run your own internal certificate authority for these names but then again everybody using the particular site has to trust it which of course can be a little bit tricky when you're dealing here with business partners and not just internal users in the future an update of the certificate transparency standard will allow you to publish a somewhat abbreviated form of the host name just a question mark dot your domain name in order to hide the full host name that is verified by this certificate but this standard has not been finalized yet so at this point certificate authorities are not offering this option i highly recommend that you are looking into uh, these certificate transparency search engines to check your domain name either for rogue certificates that someone may have asked for or for data leakage that uh, may show up in blogs. In addition, of course, you can also use the traditional SSL search engines that just collect SSL certificates that they find used on the public internet. That is, of course, helpful also to find rogue certificates that were issued before certificate transparency was implemented or by certificate authorities that do not yet implement certificate transparency. For some browsers, like for example Google Chrome, certificate transparency is now mandatory if the certificate is for extended validation and securing the human today published the latest edition of its monthly ouch newsletter in this edition they're talking about ransomware again this newsletter is intended for a non-technical audience so something to share with family And Imperva did publish interesting paper outlining some of the vulnerabilities they found in the two implementations. The sad part here is that many of the basic vulnerabilities aren't really new but have shown up earlier in other protocols, like for example, HTTP 1.1 and 1.0. For example, the first one, they call it Slow Read, sort of a variation of the Slowloris attack where the client just responds very slowly, slowing down the overall data transfer and with that exhausting resources on the server. The second attack is also sort of an oldie but goodie here. Hpack Hpack is uh, the uh, compression algorithm that's being used for HTTP headers and a very common problem with compression algorithms is that a very minuscule amount of data can decompress into gigabytes and larger amounts of data and that is exactly something that can happen with Hpack. So a malicious user sent a header to a server that will then exhaust resources on the server. Very similar also the dependency cycle attack. Essentially you have uh, recursive dependencies that you can define in that will tie up the server and cause a crash or just again exhaustion of resources and then also the stream multiplexing abuse in this case the attacker will take advantage of the fact that the who can multiplex between different streams and by reusing them again a crash a system so at this point denial of service attacks nothing overly critical but certainly something that will hopefully be addressed in implementation as it's pointed out in this paper hd2 represents a large amount of code that was released fairly quickly so there's always a chance that they missed a couple of vulnerabilities well and that's it for today our time is up thanks for listening By the way, next week, the early bird discount expires for Las Vegas. If you didn't make it to Las Vegas right now for Black Hat or DEF CON, come in September and attend the Defending Web Applications class that I'll be teaching for SANS. Thanks, and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.